Hello and welcome to another episode of Observe and Report. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Simmons. And across from me, as always, Jack Smith. Hello. And this is Observe and Report. This is the show where we watch things and we tell you how we feel about them. It's summer. There are it things. Is. It's hot. It's hot. It's wet. It's raining a whole bunch. Um, and you know, movie theaters are back open again. Yeah. Um, I went once. Me too. And maybe I'll be back yeah, <laughs> soonish. At some point. Things are coming out, you know, um, big blockbuster times. But some people are being real cool about it and offering, you know, home options. Like, I appreciate that. And very I, much. I, I still appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you know, the world's ready, but maybe I'm not ready for the world, you know? But regardless, whatever. Being existential. <laughs> um, From the get go. I've seen a few things. I know you have as well. Maybe not as much as we normally oh, have. Yeah. Get this, Jason. Mm hmm. I've started reading again. Look at that! Books. Whole books. This might become a book review podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here doing some learning. Talking about some James Joyce. Talk about some Flannery O'Connor. I Maybe not those You know what authors. I'm actually reading? What, what? Um, a compilation of ghost stories put together by Roald Dahl. <laughs> <laughs> Talk some Roald Dahl. Talk some Arl Stein. All right. I'm just reading Goosebumps at night <laughs> under my covers. Fair Street is back, if you haven't heard. <laughs> so I haven't been watching as much. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. I still squeeze some stuff in there. Okay. I mean, oh, would, would you care to go first? What did you see in theaters? I didn't see anything in theaters. I was saying oh. in the general sense, people oh. heading back to theaters. I thought you said that you went to something. I, I mean, a, a few weeks ago, I saw uh, Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, yeah. But I have not been since that. Oh, we, did we ever talk about that? We did talk about a Quiet Place Part oh, 2. my memory's bad. Sorry. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I did go to the theater. Mm-hmm. My best friend Zen and I... We, I think it was like, if it wasn't opening day, it was the second day. We saw Fast Nine. All right. Because um, we binged the whole, I went through the whole series. Oh my God. <laughs> over COVID. Okay, over COVID. Like I was every like, week like we would the watch day like, before. Oh no. <laughs> every week for like a couple months, um, we would watch at least one of the movies. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, we'd do a back to back. What would you say your favorite has been, including? Oh, great question. Uh, uh, Fast Nine, the Fast Saga, F Nine, the Fast Saga. I mean, we've got the original. All right. The first one was a classic. I can tell you, my least favorite is Too Fast, Too Furious, because Vin is not in it. I agree. I think it's it's nice that we've introduced Tyrese to the mix, but does it, he bring it, that much to the table? Oh, I love Tyrese. In these really, movies. he is the everyman. He is he is the audience surrogate. Things are way out of hand. I'm really team Ludacris. (laughs) Ludacris, Chris Bridges. Chris Ludacris Bridges. I would have voted not for a uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, but for a Roman and Tej movie because (laughs) they honestly have the best chemistry (laughs) out of anyone. They're very fun. I mean, I very much enjoyed Tokyo Drift. To me, that might still be one of my favorite ones. You know, it's between three. It's between Tokyo Drift, which is the third one, and Fast Five for me. Oh, Fast Five is the first one that The Rock is in. Yes, this is their Avengers moment. We've combined <laughs> all the uh, the disparate series. What is the general 
what is the general plot of Fast Five? Fast Five, we are in Brazil. Um, Dominic Toretto and the crew are on the run. The Rock is there to hunt them down because he's oh. the only one that can bring in Vin Diesel. Right. Um, and we are dragging bank vaults through streets. Oh, no, that was not. I like the one with Mr. Nobody. Okay, that I do believe that's um, eight. Okay. No, no, seven. Seven, seven. is when we introduce Mr. Nobody, uh, played um, by Kurt Russell. Yes, and like they bring in. Am I thinking of the right movie? Um, so Scott Eastwood's first appearance, or yes, then that's uh, Fate number eight. Okay, Fate of the Furious. I think so. Um, it's the one where they're all gathered. Oh, they think that Vin has um, betrayed them. Betrayed the family. Then that is Fate of the Furious. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. We all know he would never. It's all about family. Family style dinners. Um. The favorite restaurants, the Olive Garden. All right. Unlimited breadsticks and family. <laughs> um, and so they, yeah, The Rock is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the call is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. It's all, it's just, I liked it. I think that was one of my faves. Okay. Tokyo Drift. Okay. But... F9. Sorry. The Fast Saga. Please do Um, get into it. And I guess, spoiler alert, I I would like to hear, because I'm probably not going to retain what you've told me. And there's no no surprises. There's no surprises that can happen in these movies for me, other than, like, the most insane things are going to happen. I have but one note. Okay. Written down. And Mm -hmm. it's just wowzers. (laughs) With a period. (laughs) Um... We got the whole gang back together. Okay. We're piecing people back into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a Mr. Nobody. We got little nobody in Scott Eastwood. No. No Scott Eastwood no in Scott this. Eastwood. Surprising. I don't think so. But some other people, some tertiary characters pop up. Okay. Um, we got your... Uh, you got your Charlize with the bowl cut that she is the only woman with a bowl cut in this. She took away the the blonde reds. Oh yeah, no, it's bowl cut. Interesting. That All right. bitch pulls it off. I am just like Charlize. You're a queen. <laughs> you are literally the only woman on this planet who could pull off a bowl cut, and I still want to sleep with you. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. You got a snivelly new bad guy, and John Cena. Mm-hmm. In there with a head of hair that I very much appreciate. It's too much, but it's not. continue. It's not. I'd like more. <laughs> oh, no, no, I like a head of hair. Oh, good. I, can't, I feel I can't like it's. Sure. I feel like it's a little thin. <laughs> okay. So, um, not a criticism, merely an observation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're running around everywhere. I don't. Okay, well, here's, uh, I have a few questions. Give them to me. I'm ready. Um, how how did you enjoy John Cena in this as the bad guy, so to speak? Because that's the thing that he really does in his former career as a wrestler, oh, as really? well as in his, you know, acting career. He's rarely the bad guy, so to speak. Oh, yeah, he was fine. Okay. Yeah. As the antagonist of this film. I mean, I think we both knew how the film was going to go. Mm-hmm. And it goes how we think it's going to go. Okay. And I'm happy with that. 
do he and Vin play, play off each other well? Does he feel like a Toretto? You know, are we getting that energy I from mean, him? I mean, oh, we get backstory. Okay. Do we have flashbacks? Oh, we have flashbacks. Ooh, okay. Hopefully Ooh. do some de-aging. <laughs> some faces. Interesting. The funny thing is, like, John Cena, I'm sure, in real life, towers over Vin Diesel. But Vin Diesel's got some chunky heels going on. <laughs> so that they are the same height. And they only show the heel for like a minute. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh. He's got Tom heel. He's got Tom heels. Tom Cruise's guy, he's I'm sure. pulling a Tom Cruise, Robert Downey Jr. situation. Mm-hmm. Minus the flares that Robert Downey Jr. always wears. Yes. <laughs> they find hilarious. Um, he likes space for his ankles. All right. RDJ, just embrace it. Like, how cool? How much cooler are you that you're like five foot seven, five foot eight, and you're still so charismatic and charming, and we all want to be friends with you? Yeah. Own it, man. Anyways, um, I, I thought John Cena was totally fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we. This is this is the reintroduction of of Han to the situation. Mm-hmm. That's no secret. That's no spoilers. He's mm-hmm. in. All the all ads. The was it, it was a big draw, I feel like. For sure. Do you feel it made sense? Was it like, or was it just like, whatever, like turn your brain off, just enjoy it? Jason. Mm-hmm. And listener, if you are looking for a film that makes sense, you are looking in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the film for you. Do not spend your money here. Go home. You sit down. You buckle in. And then you just relax your Turn body. the engine on, all right? You check your blinkers, all right? Your mirrors. And then you just <laughs> you melt into the chair, and you just let it wash over you, and you question nothing. Okay. All you right. just go. Because it asks you to go. And you're like, okay, guys, here we go. Now, here's the thing. The Fast series loves to turn... Uh, enemies into allies it is mm-hmm. a it is a trend of the series this is also very much a trend in many popular anime oh. <laughs> which i find hilarious that these two things coincide listen i love a tense friendship mm-hmm. let's do it like the fast series is very big on frenemies yes. very big on you know enemies becoming friends family be- very big on family <laughs> family a family made of ch- a chosen family mm-hmm. all right it's very a very big proponent of that yes um, no spoilers given, but are are enemies turning into allies in this movie? Does that try to continue? Of course, Jason. Okay, all right. I'm I'm just saying they the fast series does a good job of not killing off its bad guys. They keep the they keep the deck stacked. All mm-hmm. right, anyone can come back at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not like a Bond series, you know, where the enemy has to die at the end. We're not like many superhero movies where like enemies die at the end. Like they know how to they keep don't the shut tension. doors. They don't shut. They doors. leave them all open, at least a crack mm-hmm. for anyone to just sneak back in, even people who they clearly made dead in previous <laughs> films. <laughs> They're like, oh, but maybe you know, when Vin shuts a door, he opens a window. All right, you that's know? what they say. Okay. So it was, it was quite the caper. It was very long. <laughs> I'm sure this movie had to be like two and a half hours long. We went. The movie, the start time was like eleven ten, mm-hmm. and we walked out. And granted, there's like twenty minutes worth of uh, previews, previews but and we pre-show. Were like, Is it almost three p.m.? Like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what? Where are we? Especially because you expect it to be dark outside, but we went in the morning because we're grandmas and we didn't want to deal with children. That's the new mode. You, you gotta do. You gotta go in the daytime. It was great. Um, was it a packed theater? Was there were a lot of people inside? I mean, they were spacing it out quite mm-hmm. a bit, and quite frankly, I don't think I noticed because I was just ready. You were just in it. 
I was buckled in. Okay. Focused. Okay. And it was like, you should go to, if you have the luxury of it, a very comfortable theater because it is a long movie. Okay. We had nice recliners. It was perfect. All right. This is, this is, I mean, there are not a huge amount of movies coming out in theaters this summer. Mm-mm. This feels like something that is worth your time if you're a fan of the series. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot expect this is something where if you've not seen any of them, if you can jump into this. If you've not seen any of them, do not see this movie. <laughs> it is a mistake. It is not welcome to newcomers. Because if you go <laughs> The ninth back, entry. And here's Because that's what I did, essentially. I saw Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Which you can watch on its own, True. really. Yeah. But then I went back. And it was fun because I was watching them all with a friend. Mm-hmm to go back and watch them but if you're by yourself like if i had to just sit through, through all of them to go from one huge shiny explosive film to go back to stealing dvds or dvd players like that's a tough transition mm-hmm. so like you're best off starting from the beginning and it just helps you really appreciate everything because there's a lot going on there this is maybe the last question i have mm-hmm. Um, and it's a sad thing. Um, mm. Since you know Paul Walker's passing in these mm-hmm. films, they always have to find an excuse as to why he can't participate or mm-hmm. why he can't be there. Do mm-hmm. they do that in this movie as well? Do they mention his name? Yeah, he's watching the kids, Jason. <sighs> Gosh dang. Gosh. It's, so, it's such an awkward thing that they've done there. I mean, understandably, but ah, it's so, so difficult. The only thing is, and I'm just going to whisper this. <laughs> okay. There was a thing with him dating underage girls. I've heard of But this. I feel like because that came up after he died, everyone just kind of like let that go for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So like... <laughs> I'm just thinking of the character. Much less yes. the person, more so the character. The character, yes. It's... What? Assuming that Paul Walker was a stand-up guy, mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, they do a lovely little thing. Okay. All right. Okay. Good to know. Oh, so here's the other thing. I cackled throughout this entire film. I mean, you have to. Because it's hilarious. It is. (laughs) I cackled the most. Zen also did. Few to none. No one else in the theater did. And I felt a little bit bad. I don't want to ruin their experience. But also, how do you not find this hilarious? Like, this, where is it's, it's insanity and like, grandeur on its sleeve like and it knows what it is yeah like no, no one should be i think offended or upset if you're there and someone's like laughing during the movie like no that like i think you can get equal enjoyment out of this you know the people behind us were having some giggle time so i felt better but i was just it was a comedy for this lady over here i think stalwart fans people who have been there for the 20 years this oh series God. has been going on like can really i think appreciate it's almost humble beginnings as yeah. like a point break ripoff yeah. to being what it is now. I mean, it, yeah, what they've done is it's kind of amazing, to be honest, that they've pulled it off. Like there will be, you know, I'm sure an oral history exists. I'm sure <laughs> something exists where a, a documentary should exist insofar as just detailing how did this become what it is now? How it almost just blinked out of existence. How MC Hand was instrumental in this revival. <laughs> I want a big fat coffee table book of the Fast and Furious franchise. FFF. Uh, it's incorporation of wrestlers in revitalizing <laughs> the franchise. It's 
impressive. That's insane. <laughs> no one could have written that. No. No one could have predicted no. its path to being what it is now. To being one of the highest grossing franchises like every summer it comes out. Especially because Too Fast and Furious was such like a mark mark. Yeah. And then and the fact that they realized that we're like, we got to turn this up. Like, and they went to Tokyo. It went in a completely different direction. Like, it's like, okay, we, sure. we don't have, you know, the same stars we do, but we have the same elements. Mm-hmm. We can get, you know, someone who's hip hop related. We'll get Bow Wow in there. You know, we'll, we'll skew don't it younger. Don't worry, guys. We'll still drive into a covered alleyway full of women. Yes. Half naked, just shaking their asses around every single time it, it's it's really impressive and also how it's changed with the times yeah like goodness like it, it was like almost a genre film to now being a summer blockbuster like mm-hmm. this was like a, this is a car movie about cars like it ain't about cars anymore it's not it's about, about family. cars <laughs> i think i could get my dad to watch it because there are some cool cars mm-hmm but it ain't a car film. The, the amount of time spent on, like, you know, lusting over cars in these movies has shrunk in almost every film. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> 100%. So, like, things that, like, oh, it's possible to, like, get that car and, like, you know, tune it to that degree. Not anymore. We are super oh, crazy with cars. this one in particular, it is bonkers. Yes. Yeah. Like, they were driving Volkswagen Jettas in, like, the first movie. <laughs> like, Honda Civics in the first movie. We're way past that. I don't know what they're going to do for Fast 10. Like, it, I cannot imagine what else they're going to do. Wow. To, to come away with that idea or that feeling at the end of this really does, I think, speak I very highly of it. nothing left, Jason. <laughs> there have been talks of uh, crossing it over with, like, other Universal franchises. <gasps> um, someone mentioned Jurassic Park. Um, no. As a possibility for it. I don't know how you cross those two over. I mean, you at can. All. I mean, yes. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can make it work, guys. Just give me a call. I'll write something up. No prop. <laughs> like, that's like the big rumor. Of, like, like, they're going to cross it over that. But, like, I don't. I, there's something else that I thought of the other day. I was like, that's what, that's what it is. But I can't remember right now. So I didn't watch much. But what I did watch, I, I could wax poetic about for another quality hour and a half. Quality over quantity, <laughs> you know? What have you got? Um, I watched Fate of the Furious um, for the first yeah for the first time. Like (laughs) it was on sale on Amazon, and I just like dove into it. We don't have to talk about it very long because we just waxed poetic heavily about F nine the Fast Saga. But um, yeah, um, my first my first note is Jesus Christ, this is dumb and wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah, big flashy crazy explosions. This is the first one they do after uh. Brian becomes a dad forever slash okay. Paul Walker dies. Um, we introduce, you know, Scott Eastwood is like sort of his replacement, so to speak. Oh, I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, I heard like, you know, I read trivia into it. Like apparently um, it was going to be revealed that Mr. Nobody was Brian's dad. Oh. Yeah, like Kurt Russell would have been. That would have been too much. His pops. And that's why. And he's kind of like bringing him into the fold. Like, all right, let me like, you know, give you some resources and like things here. Yeah. Which would have been interesting, but unnecessary yeah. to some degree. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of wild, the things they introduce here. Like, hey, Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto has a secret son he never knew about. Yeah, of course. And, like, it just fits in perfectly. Like, as he and Len, you were talking about, like, we should have a kid. And, boop, there's a kid. What about his mom? She's dead. Don't worry about it. Like, all right. 
cool. We're just going to kill Elsa Pataki for mm-hmm. no good reason. This is this is the one with the submarine. This is the one with the submarine. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Love it. Um, of course, the plot of this movie being like Vin betrays the gang, you know, because Charlie Theron needs him to complete some goal of hers, which never seems clear, ultimately, to me at least. He had to get a part for a thing. For like a nuclear device. It's always getting a part for a mach- uh, like world ending machine. Yeah. It's always what it is. And she was like building a nuke essentially. Yep. And she didn't want to use a nuke, but just wanted to use it as leverage. For what purpose? I don't know. Who knows? Doesn't matter? Not really. Um, But in this, like, you know, they we leave LA. We don't go to LA like at all. We're in New York. We're in Russia. We're in... We don't globetrot as much in this as we do in the other ones. Yeah. Um, but it was nice to see, like, hey, a fast movie taking place in New York, yeah. quote unquote. Right. Um, the fight scene through the prison with Statham and The Rock was really something. Like, oh, yeah, you give these two people a movie yesterday. Yeah. Like, I totally get that. Uh, it's, oh, that's the one where, is that the one where The Rock um, rips a concrete bench yep. or, like, thing, mm-hmm. table? <laughs> Like, they just make The Rock the Hulk in this movie. Like, he is infinitely strong. He's as strong as a plot needs him to be. It's, oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I just love it. (laughs) Like, he, um, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's, you can see everyone in this movie having fun. Oh, yeah. They always do. I think that's part of why it's enjoyable to watch. It's so enjoyable. It's it's so fun to see everybody have fun. It just sucks to know that behind the scenes, this is where the divorce happened. You know, this is where Vin and The Rock couldn't see eye to eye. Because two bald men with very large egos. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see eye to eye, mainly because Vin Diesel couldn't see him eye to eye. You know, he's much shorter. He's much shorter. I knew where you were going with that, that, buddy. I was was right there with you. Um, But... Uh, it sucks that, you know, in this divorce, like, Jason Statham got, uh, sorry, The Rock got Jason Statham and uh, Vin Diesel got Tyrese. That was the split. <laughs> that was how they divided the kids. <laughs> that was how it was divided up. Um, what's the weirdest thing about the whole movie to me, though? Um, a very enjoyable ride all the way through. But what is weird to me is that Jason Statham openly murders Han. And everyone's just cool with him now. Everyone's like, yeah. I mean, they're we not it, a huge fan of it, but they just they suck it up a lot easier than they should have. Yeah, I don't. I don't th- no, he is there at the family dinner at the end of the movie. I'm like, he doesn't need to be at the damn table. Like, he's a distant cousin in this family at best. Like, it was it was a little upsetting to me because of how beloved Han is in the I series, agree. and how much I really enjoy that character, of course, and how good of a villain Jason Statham is. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're a really good antagonist. But, I mean, that's the nature of this movie series. They make enemies into friends. Mm-hmm. Which is, I guess, what you should do in life. I don't know. If the enemy is a murderer, maybe not. Maybe not. You know, if you but, killed your best friend, maybe not. Yeah. But if he's like, you know, you slash your tires, you can get over that. Yeah. You can, you can make up maybe over that. Maybe he stole some precious, precious gem that you were also hired to steal or to some shit. To save his mom, it's Helen Marin. fine. <laughs> But also, that's the other thing. The people that are in this movie, your Charlie Serens, your Helen Mirren's, like, they know what this is about. Oh, yeah. And they're there to have fun. It's a fun, easy payday. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like they're bringing, I mean, they bring their quote-unquote gravitas to it, oh, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, no, they're having so much fun just being here. Like, I'm in a fucking fast movie. Like, this is great. And Charlie Theron is in f9 mm-hmm. and like you forget 
that like, oh yeah, no, you're an actress. Like, like you can you act. Have an Oscar. And like, yeah. <laughs> when she's being a baddie, like she's being a bad guy. Like you believe it. And the look in her eyes, like, oh, you would slash me. <laughs> it's great. What I appreciate about her and just her career in general, she's just doing whatever the hell she wants to yeah. do. And like, Amazing. is having fun doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll do like this romantic comedy with Seth Rogen. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I'll do Mad Max Fury Road. Sure. Like, I'll do this Netflix movie that like is one of the biggest Netflix movies ever, even though it's not all that great. What? Uh, oh, the yeah. Old Garden. <laughs> yeah. I'm, you know, I will, the older I get. The more I appreciate, like, yeah, you probably go into it knowing it's not going to be an Oscar winner, but it's also a job that you're going to every day for yeah. however many months. Yeah, you want it to be fun mm-hmm. going into some, like, heavy, like, period drama about, like, World War II or whatever. Like, I'm sure it'll be great, but also that's your job and it's such a bummer. Like, yeah, yeah. I w- if I was her... I would absolutely want to play something where I get to learn new skills, kick ass, look amazing, and get paid. I get to shoot guns and jump out of planes. Like, like I get to go to Cuba? Yeah, yeah sure. Like, of course you want to do that. So my mind shift has changed greatly, and like I get it, and I appreciate it. Also, I'm sure they paid them a buttload oh of money. Oh, my God, so much. <laughs> so much money. So much. I'm sure residuals on those movies are fantastic, yeah. too. So I get it. Charlie's keep doing your thing. <laughs> but that was Fast 8. I enjoyed it. Nice. It was fine. But yeah. What else have you been watching? Um, I started watching <laughs> The Mysterious Benedict Society. What is that? <laughs> Who is it? What is it? A, the Mysterious Benedict Society? Yes. Is it various Benedicts throughout time? We're talking Benedict Cumberbatch, Benedict Arnold. All right, they get together. <laughs> All right, they figure things out. They solve crimes. They start crimes. Like, what <laughs> happens? Um, surprisingly, it's not that. It's based on a, it's a children's show. Okay, what is this? On what, what service is this available on? <laughs> Here's the thing. I forget how very different our algorithms are in Netflix. Because I'm being fed children's shows at this point. Because they probably heard me gasp when I saw that there's a new series or season of Camp Cretaceous. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, you know what? This idiot would love the Mysterious Benedict Society. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, So the people in it, it's Tony Hale as Mr. Benedict himself. Oh, okay. Uh, Kristen Shaw, this guy Ryan Hurst, who I feel like you probably have seen him in something, mm-hmm. and then Mama Yabaufo. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. I apologize. Hmm. And then a bunch of kids, and um, Tony Hale plays this eccentric millionaire. Is is this a live action show or an animated show? A live action. Interesting. Um, and it looks like. If you combined Willy Wonka with like the Wizard of Oz a little bit, but it was made by Wes Anderson. Like for some reason in my head, I just have like, I thought from the title alone and the cast he provided me with, Mm -hmm. I just assumed it looked like Lemony Snicket or something like that. Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Uh, More colorful. Okay. There it is um, a nondescript time period. There... 
because there's like um the cars are older they're more like 50s ish cars um they never say like when or where it's just kind of in a typical suburb okay um basically these four kids are brought there kind of mysteriously tested and the tests are very unique and they're brought in by tony hell's character who's like it's a um uh very on the nose (laughs) metaphor um but it's not subtle there's a thing called the emergency the, emer- oh, so the emergency. Like, there's is it like an apocalyptic event or it is um it kind of stands for a lot of things in our current society of the very like the hate, prejudice, misinformation that is being fed to people essentially. Hmm. And these kids are all their abilities are all to like see the truth. And so Mr. Benedict hires like hires them no he's not paying them but he's like we and of course they're all orphans because everyone's an orphan and everything and he has they he sends them to this other school where presumably this misinformation the emergency is like being uh blasted out of so that they can help take it down now in this description my mind is shit from let me snick it is very much umbrella academy right now like in the way that like umbrella academy sometimes feels weirdly timeless yeah like it could be it's happening in the 1960s or today i am unsure and these kids are little oh these, these are very young children these are like uh the oldest is maybe like 12 oh okay all right so adolescents to children tweens tweens okay and one girl who's maybe like eight okay she's really little she's very cute um and so it's uh, it's a heavy metaphor but i get it um it's very visually pleasing uh the costumes all the um all the stylization of it is great Mm -hmm. um and uh kristen shawl and the other woman um mama Mama, yeah, their outfits are amazing. They're all—they're both in the main four adults. Um, the other three, Chris and Shaw, and the guy and the woman—they're um, all like his helpers. Okay. And so they're just constantly changing outfits, and their outfits are fantastic. Particularly the like the women's outfits are great. Like the costuming in this is yeah, like yeah, it's awesome. They put a budget behind it's it. It's subtle. Mm-hmm. And if you're not paying attention, then you might not notice it. But I just appreciate it just because I like women's outfits. Okay. Um, and Tony Hale's costumes are great. They're very, like, there's a lot of texture to them. Um, like things are made of tweed or just yeah, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, Very rich. Um, and so it comes, it's episodic. Like, it's um, coming out week by week. Oh, on so, Netflix is yeah. doing this? That's very interesting. They don't yeah. operate under that model. They are very... And it's their show. Like, I think they produced it. Interesting. Yeah. That's very um, interesting. So okay. I think it's only had two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll keep watching it because I, I kept on being like, what day does it come out? And <laughs> <laughs> checking for it like a child. So I want to oh, know how God. it ends. Um. So the kids are really cute and not annoying, which is great. Um, and they're very sweet um, and earnest. And, oh, the bad guy, 
so they're sent to the school across the lake or whatever and the bad guy is tony hale's twin evil twin brother so it's tony hale just in a different in two roles well, that's different fun. hair different cows it's it's great and i'm sure it's super fun for him for some reason i'm just imagining buster bluth like <laughs> one with a hand one without a hand and very much like you know his dad situation of being twins one is like a fun eccentric tweed guy who has crazy hair and the other guy is like steve jobs or something <laughs> dour and bald like he does have hair actually mm-hmm. but um yeah it's fun the mystery is unraveling mm-hmm. uh, how many episodes are they have they announced how many they're gonna be like oh i don't know actually i'm guessing there's gonna be maybe like eight okay because they're long oh they're like an hour long episode like 40 yeah, minute I long episodes so. okay so if uh you know you're a child or a 34 year old woman <laughs> <laughs> who likes color and texture like the the cast really does sound amazing like i, I they're really funny mm-hmm. like it's very much like if you have a kid i'm sure the kids would enjoy it if they're a little like it's the same age basically as the kids they're portraying um but if you're an adult and you're watching it you appreciate the humor behind christian shawl and the gang mm-hmm. Um, it's a show that parents can certainly watch with their kids yeah. and everyone gets something out of totally. it. Totally. Okay. I would recommend it. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it with my eight-year-old one day. And again, the Secret Society of Benedicts. Nope. The Mysterious Benedict Society. The Mysterious Benedict Society. Not to be confused with the Secret Society of Benedict. Soon to be made on Hulu. <laughs> a rival show about Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Time toss adventures. <laughs> Trying to figure it out. Oh my goodness. Um, what else? <laughs> I wound up falling into an anime hole on HBO Max. Um, oh. They've got a bunch of yeah. stuff on there. Um, if you didn't know, under the Crunchyroll hub. Um, one thing I picked up again that I put down last year, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Hunter is the name of the show. Okay. Um, the basic premise is it's about adventure it's Love about it. a young boy adventuring uh around the world learning different things meeting new friends how um, old is this kid the kid's about 12 13 Perfect. okay um and yeah it's just about his adventures throughout the world and also trying to track down his dad okay um his dad is also like you know a very famous adventurer uh in this like society of adventurers um like the first season's all about him like you know getting his license to become a professional adventurer and travel around the world fun yeah the second season do that it is very like the first season's very like fun like yeah. I, he's learning about like what it is to make friends and like Aww. you know making bonds and all that stuff um and what's fun Kinda is sounds like the mysterious benedict it society. is very mysterious benedict society uh, at the start um Uh-oh. it gets a little grim <laughs> towards the, like the later seasons and then fun again oh, great. um it does like a very much uh, emotional dips throughout how many seasons are there um according to like you know um uh jesus uh hbo or according like, to jesus <laughs> according to jesus he's you know, a fan i get all my tv information from jesus uh, <laughs> you have the jesus algorithm every sunday oh i'm so jealous <laughs> no um it's one season according to the internet however there's like 148 episodes in oh total. my goodness yeah so it's actually like 14 seasons. it would feel like that but and like the show's been going on since 2011 oh uh, my goodness it ended not ended but like it's hey this is all the material we have to work off of like that happened in 2015 
So it's still quote unquote un- ongoing. Okay. But like it has to follow from like, you know, the comic that it's being transcribed from, okay. essentially. And the creator of the comic is chronically like, fuck that. I'm doing it when I'm doing it. Get off my back. Like, I mean, I get it. He, uh, it's a system where it's built on burnout. Like mm. you have to crank out like, you know, something literally every week. Oh, no. It's not like on a monthly basis like it is in the United States where you're switching over writers of the same material every month. Mm. It's like you are the one person behind this. You are the generator of all the ideas. You are also drawing and writing it. What? Like, and we want more content from you. He's like, I don't subscribe to that system. Uh, you'll get it when you get it. Yeah. And also he suffers from like health problems too. So it's mm-hmm. like, mm, you'll get it when you get it. I'm yeah. not stressing myself out over My this, goodness. which you got to respect. Totally. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's all of it is on HBO at this point. Um, you know, you start out with like fun adventures and then like, oh, he's learning new abilities and how to fight. And then it's like, oh, this, is the world ending? Because <laughs> 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 because it seems like this boy might die. Oh, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, it becomes very grim, very dark, and it doesn't focus so much on your quote-unquote main character. And then, like, your last couple episodes is like, he's, he's coming back! Our main, our main boy is healing up! Yay. He found his dad! Yay. His dad's a jerk. Oh, no. <laughs> but he's learning! Okay! <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's Hunter Hunter, and um, it's a lot of fun. It's very bright, um, but it can get pretty convoluted sometimes. Okay. Um, speaking of boys and their dads, Mm -hmm. um, upon your recommendation Mm -hmm. and because Netflix knew I would like it because it's, it's not a children's show, but a little bit is. A little bit is. I watched Sweet Tooth. Okay. No, let me edit that. I watched the first episode of Sweet Tooth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And I really liked it. I liked it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't, I was reluctant to watch it just because I was like, oh, it's going to make me sad, which mm-hmm. it is a little bit. Mm. Um, but I love whenever there's some kind of, usually it's a post-apocalyptic situation where people have to make do with what they have and they have to become very resourceful, like in a quiet place where, um, this is such a random example, but. No, I think there are like, parallels for sure there. Yeah, like in the Monopoly game, she made felt pieces so mm. that they were quieter, like just little things like, like that. Like the light system on the farm. Yeah, I love seeing how characters adapt. Mm-hmm. In and a bad situation. Yeah, and that's totally what this is, and it's awesome. Um, And little kid's so cute. And his he's little got so much to do. Oh my god, <laughs> he's a busy little bee. Like, just like the character, but also like as an actor, like yeah. that's a lot riding that's on you. That's a lot. And I feel like they do a great job because he's part um, deer, <laughs> and so he has little horns and he has little ears. And his I love how their his ears help um, uh, convey the emotions that he's feeling yeah. when he's excited or when he's sad or whatever. I don't it's know if that's subtle. an animatronic or if it's like a via a visual effect. I don't I know. I think it might be a visual effect. Okay. Um, and it's it's subtle, but you just see him go down. And you're just like, oh no, oh the boy is sad. Oh no, um, and it's very sweet. Um, I didn't look up actors' names. Do you know who the actor is? The black guy who comes in. And oh saves my goodness! Him? Um, I said his name on a previous kn- episode, but I cannot pull it off my head, my head right now. Steven, I think his first name is. I could be 100 percent wrong. Um, I've seen him. What I've seen him in other things. 
you've seen him in Zoo. You've seen him in. Uh, he was also in Rock and Roll, I believe. Um, Maybe that's where I remember him from. But yes, uh, Nonso uh, Anonzi. Very handsome, and I appreciate that. Um, he. You know, I love a tall, strong man. He's a, the tallest, strongest man. <laughs> so when he came in, I was very excited. <laughs> um, and uh, I love how they're playing off each other. I started the first couple minutes of the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but the little boy, he does a great job in Will Forte. Uh, Christian he, Convery, the little boy. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they were looking for the next Jacob Tremblay, and they found They him. definitely were looking for big Tremblay energy. For sure. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> um, they got it. He's very cute. Um, and I feel like he was probably really excited to make this. And I feel like you could feel that. Because oh, he's just yeah. an excited little kid. I don't think he has any credits prior to this, quite honestly. I think this might be he's probably the first thing. really excited. Oh, no, I'm lying. He was actually uh, in a John Cena movie, Playing With Fire. Amazing. Um, he was also in Venom? why what amazing as an eight-year-old kid all right sure (laughs) um he's great Mm -hmm. and um his earnestness sometimes um stuff like that i can find (laughs) annoying Mm. but he's very endearing um endearing (laughs) that was a great episode people (laughs) well (laughs) um and it's more, um, I think I'm more patient with it because he's only been around his dad for nine years. So, like, of course, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. You you do feel that, yeah. for sure, where it's like, you know, this would be annoying in other circumstances, but it, you have been isolated by yourself. You only know what you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see his little adventure. The music I like very much. It's really, like, good. Yeah. I downloaded one of the songs. <laughs> I didn't know it was available for download. That's cool yeah. to know. Um, um the it's the last song of the first episode where he's like it's going like on the adventure very uh arcade fiery yeah, yeah. in its nature um so uh yeah i'm excited to watch the rest of it like i wonder if will forte got this role because it's like we watched last man on earth and yeah, we know you can handle this i've never been more attracted to him <laughs> him as a dad like it really works i'm into it like we've seen him as like a dad and other things him like Booksmart. Him as a dad in flannel, I'm there. <laughs> him as a dad in Booksmart, where he's like baking and being very open about things. No, thank you. <laughs> but him as a worried dad in flannel, mm-hmm. I'm teaching all for his it. son about how to survive in yeah. the world. Like this, this is a good fit for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I hope you continue to watch. I will. Um, I, I recently finished the season. It was oh, nice. very, uh, very good. Um, I I didn't know like is this going to be like a limited thing? It's mm-hmm. not a limited thing. It will be. It will continue. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it's yeah. I liked it a lot. Nice. I liked it a lot. Overall, will it be uplifting? Oh, you're asking me, yes. or you're just, I thought it was like a general general question of the world. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. Overall, it will be uplifting. Obviously, there will be trials and tribulations. For sure. But like, I just need to know that it's everyone's okay. <laughs> Like yeah, like like you said, this is a big adventure, and it's gonna be ups and downs. Like you know, but I have a feeling it is uplifting overall. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm excited for what happens next. Nice. Um, another thing I can talk about Loki. Have you continued to watch Loki? Yes, I did not watch last night's episode. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I can talk about it up 
until before that point. So the last thing that you saw, I imagine, is him meeting the different Lokis, correct? Nope, that's the episode that from last night. Well, at the very end of the of the episode prior, like he wakes up. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And he sees like you know yes. different versions of him, basically. Yes. I was excited because there is an alligator. Yeah, <laughs> they get more into it in the nice. following episode. But so far, how do you feel about the season? I mean, I it's my favorite of the three Marvel TV. Really? Shows. Okay. I mean, Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> um, but again, I like. The look and the style of it, mm-hmm. everything. I'm a big texture person. This is <laughs> what I've learned. I've learned a few things about myself. I like myself. paper. I like tweed. All right. I love water. <laughs> uh, I love tall, strong men, which I knew going into it, but it's really been <laughs> emphasized on this. Um, and I like uh, movies and television um, where there is a lot of texture like a wes anderson thing where the clothes and everything mm-hmm. the setting there's wallpaper everything is like yeah, very there's much rugs like there's color particularly and there's texture yeah it's great and so i feel like this has a lot of that mm-hmm. um i think because tom hiddleston's one of the best actors of the marvel community um i find him more compelling that character's very compelling okay because you never know you never know what his game is. He's really. predictably unpredictable, mm-hmm. um, and seeing a little bit of motion. Um, I like the woman who plays uh, Lady Loki. Yes, Sylvie. Um, yes, yes. I got um, I'll find her name. She gives me doc- it gives me a little bit of Doctor Who vibes, which I love. I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, the graphics are amazing. Sophia DiMartino. She's awesome. I really like her. She's very compelling. Um, and like this supporting cast is great. I just, all the elements are coming together. I like that it's not a predictable show. Mm-hmm. I kind of just sit back and let it happen. And I, it's hard for me to tell what's going to happen, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy it. What about you? I have to say I'm enjoying it. But I keep asking myself, like, where is this going? Like, I'm very unsure of, like, you know, what this will ultimately lead to. Like, what what bridge this builds for the next thing to come. I'm assuming it's building a bridge for Doctor Strange. Potentially. Um, you know, WandaVision for sure did that. Um, I wonder if this continues to do that. Mm. Um, I'm just wondering what the stakes are in this. It felt like in WandaVision, like, the stakes were very clear cut. Mm. It felt like in, you know, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. The most, yeah. Like, the most, like, you know, clear cut. But this just feels like... I I know that ultimately this is a story of growth and redemption for Loki. But how is the rest of the universe involved in this? Oh, see, I think I just love Tom Hiddleston so much that I don't care about anybody else. I just want him to be okay. Um, but I'm, I'm loving But that's his... totally fair. I 100% also agree. Like, I'm loving his performance. I'm loving, like, you know, the connections that are being made. Like, everyone's, like, fine on this show. Great on this show. Yeah. But it's like, what's going on exactly? What is the ultimate goal? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it'll, it'll reveal itself ultimately. Mm. Like, there's one more episode after the most recent one that That's just came it? out. It's a shorter season than the other ones, I believe. I believe it is only six. That's so impressive because Marvel just, Disney just dumps money into these things. Yeah. And for Which I appreciate that even though it's only six episodes, they went for it. Mm-hmm. 
but like, oh man. Yeah, I think um, their plan is this. Black Widow comes out, you know, in a few days. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, t- yeah, Black Widow comes out tomorrow. And then uh, perhaps this next episode of Loki ties into that somehow or represents something that, who knows? Oh, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but th- they, they, they would not plan it in such a way where they would have this movie come out in the middle of another big project they have going on. That's true. Without it having some kind of reference to each other, maybe. I think I wouldn't be as if it was something else which i mean there's nothing similar to it but if it was something else um marvel is so deliberate in everything yeah that other that's a perfect fran- word to use deliberate other franchises i wouldn't even question it mm-hmm. but with this they've now gotten us so used to being like okay so these do connect where are they going that when it's not more clear out front it's kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Kevin Feige, what are you up to? It, it does beg the Louis question. Louis Desposito, like... <laughs> whose name I see on everything. Like, it does certainly like bring the question, like, what do you guys got up your sleeve next? Yeah. Um, But one thing I'll say, this isn't even a spoiler. Like, just he's there at the end of the episode that you saw. Yeah. Like, Richard E. Grant as oh, I saw old that. Loki, like, perfect yes. casting. Yes. Like, 100% yes. And I said aloud, because I had accidentally fast-forwarded too much, and I rewound and went, oh, Richard, your underwear outside of your pants. That's so undignified for you, sir. You deserve better, but also this is a great show, So, and I'm sure he'll be amazing on it. Mm-hmm. But I was just Aww. Like he is in the comic book accurate costume of Loki. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, this is a hokey looking suit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this like, this is what everyone who signed on to these movies wanted to avoid, and they're yes. like, Richard, here you go. And he's like, probably like, no, we trust you to do. This. Oh, everyone else gets shiny, beautiful costumes, like and I'm in this. armor and leather, and I'm in spandex. I'm in what kids dress up in. He is. Um, he's in the Halloween costume yeah. version of he's Loki. He's Doug funnying it, and it's not great. Um, I, yeah, if you had to cast this movie or this show 20 years ago, he would be Loki. He would be Tom Hiddleston's role. Like, 100%. It's like, yeah, Richard E. Grant. Those watery eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. As, like, a lying conniver. Like, mm-hmm. 100% Who, believe it. Yeah. Who, you don't quite know if you can trust yes, him or not. Yes, very he much true. He has that ability, yeah. Mm-hmm. With the watery eyes. <laughs> but I just saw it. I was like, yes. one Yes. I was very excited I to see like, that. Richard E. Grant. Oh, the underwear. Oh, there's an alligator. What happened here? <laughs> like, it was. Um, and yeah, I just, weirdly enough, I think I want more Owen. I, this is the thing I, no one has ever said. I want more Owen Wilson. Right? <laughs> I was just like, he's really fun. I was take. I was like, goo goo. <laughs> no. <gasps> I, I was very surprised to see her as like the villain, which so to speak. She has such an adorable face. So for her to be like, she's forever twenty five. Like. Yes. For her to be like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I was like, Google, you are on the war path, and I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like everyone. So it's spinning it for sure, for sure. Like I think Google Bath and Raw is doing a great job. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just very surprised. Like. There's not that much Owen Wilson in this, for me at least. For, yeah, especially for how they marketed it, you would think mm-hmm. it would be 
He's like second build or something like that. You would think it'd be him and Loki going on more adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like this office worker detective and like the Lord of Lies. Office worker odd couple. Yeah. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about Loki so far. It'd be cool if they brought Owen Wilson and Gugu into the uh, movies. I mean, it feels like all these characters are introducing here. Like, you gotta do something with like them. Catherine Hahn's gonna be in them, right? Yeah, like, like I hope Catherine so. Hahn has to be there some at some point, right? Especially because she's like a villain, villain. Yeah, and she didn't die. No. Like, and I just imagine, like, you know, I like that you said that as a song, like. Guys, she didn't die. <laughs> I don't want the neighbors over here. I can see them in the hedges, but Catherine Hahn didn't die. You didn't finish the job. I'm not saying you did a bad job, <laughs> but you didn't finish. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope that these shows are referenced and tied into the movies, and like the cast like shows up to some degree. Like, mm. it'd be great. Like, yes, like. We what happens to Sylvie after this? Does she yes. appear in Love and Thunder? Does Loki appear in Love and Thunder? Like who knows? And I feel like Marvel, to a certain degree, like it probably it's too it's too late. But when um, when the public res- the fans respond and like really like a character, mm-hmm. then they kind of go with it. Like Loki would not have gotten his no. own show if. People didn't lose their minds for Tom Hiddleston. That's true. So, like, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking of more Marvel stuff, uh, right before you came over, I saw the first trailer for Marvel's What If. Oh, okay. How would how do you like that trailer? It looks super cool. Like I know, like you know, I've just seen the teaser trailer from like months back, or whatever. But I'm very excited for this uh, show. Yeah, the animation's awesome. I really like that animation style. I love that they're bringing all sorts of people. Mm-hmm from like across everything i'm excited like it really gives them the chance to mix it up and to like have fun with it like just conceptually like what if you know t'challa the black panther became star lord like what if he got abducted from wakanda and hung out with yandu like sure tell me that story why i got 40 minutes like i would absolutely love to see how that plays out it should it's what if is the perfect title also the why marvel's why not (laughs) question mark and they just go for it yeah it's great like yeah i mean what if uh as a kid was like one of my favorite like weird comics are just like yeah these are just like what what if spider-man uh you know became the punisher how does that work like captain america is actually captain carter like yeah and she's great cool i'd love to see that like they go get it peggy they have been able to lay all this lore and story over the last 10 12 years that now you can play around with it yeah like people have all these preconceived notions of what these characters are and i can like turn that on its head and that is but very still have fun. half the work done for you because you know those stories yeah so you only have to imagine a little bit you don't have to introduce like all these characters all yeah. these situations like you know the situations you know the background like just go. Mm-hmm. I I'm very curious of how many stories they're gonna tell in like the first season. Same. Like it Did seems. They say how many episodes there would be? No clue. Mm-hmm. Like I keep seeing like the same, more footage of the same things. Gotcha. Which I'm very happy to see. So maybe it's only like four people as opposed to like ten. Maybe, but hopefully this is something they can like. This feels like something we can have multiple seasons of. You know. Yes, absolutely. Like where one of it is like a one-off There's or something so like that. So many characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Um, only other thing. Oh, there's two other things I want to talk about. Uh, real quick, 
I saw Awake on Netflix. What is that again? Awake is uh, starring, uh, what's her face, uh, Gina Rodriguez. Um, and it's a story about what if people on Earth couldn't sleep oh, anymore. Oh, yeah. Like, I know, was not that into it. I didn't watch it, but I saw the trailer and was like, mm, I don't. I watched it, and it's a great science fiction sh- short story concept okay. that is just executed pretty poorly, I gotcha. think. It's like, at some point, they're like, did you guys forget how sleep works? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, we've all been up for longer than 24 hours at one point in our lives or mm-hmm. the other. Like, it seems like you forgot how that feels and portray and, and forgot how to portray how that feels. That's the thing. It's just like, people wouldn't be able to function, like... I, yeah. It seems like it could only last for a very short period of time because people cannot live for that long. It takes place it. over like five, six days. What? Like it happens over like a long period of time. It's just like. That's not how it works. This isn't really how it works. You got like three days max. Yeah. Before. And like, at that three days, like you're out of your mind. Truly, you're losing it in that time. Like you, you're. But, and it would be really fun to see that play out on like a global scale. But oh, we, yeah. we keep focusing on this, like, this three-person family as they try to like you know get the daughter who is able to sleep mm. um to the military like the basic premise of the movie is they're always trying to get the one special person yeah. to the one place that can fix them yeah like at the, least sweet tooth it's fun and he's not alone in being special there's right. other specials yes, yes, out yes. there somewhere yes 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 um but yeah it's just it's just very uh i just wish they did better yeah i just wish they did better it's a, it's a fun concept what if no one in the world could sleep? What if, you know, only one person could sleep? How does that affect things? It kind of, when I watched the trailer, I was like, oh, I feel like you guys are trying to capture that bird box magic, but yeah, it's just not there. it's not there. Sorry, guys. It is not really there. It's not a compelling enough story for it, me to sit and watch for an hour and a half. It, it is. It's a good cast, though. It's yeah. like Gina Rodriguez, uh, Finn Jones, Shamir Anderson, who was uh, in uh, Stowaway. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Anna Greenblatt, and uh, who was Little Gamora in? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, in uh, the an End Game. She's so cute. And Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, okay. And it's like it's, it's a solid cast, yeah. but it's just like this isn't that great of a movie. Mm, so bad. that's a little disappointing. Um, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the Tomorrow War. I also watched that. Was that your that's other also thing? My last thing? Yeah. Yay! Um. Chris Pratt, Sam Richardson, Betty Gilpin, J.K. Simmons. Um, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> is he just like drinking muscle milk and just going? Like I was taken aback when he came on screen. He plays Chris Pratt's uh, estranged father. And like this dude got ripped. Mm. And it scared me (laughs) i was it was unsettling a little bit he looks great stoked for him but i was just like holy shit jk like i think of like the time where he worked out really hard for that batman movie that never got made oh no like he worked out super hard for like justice league and this batman movie that's supposed to be shot like around the same time Mm -hmm. um but they never made the Batman movie, and Commissioner Gordon never takes off like his trench coat, so you never oh, see the hard no. work he put in Poor to like JK. get in that shape. And I just feel like he had to do it again. And it's like I am never wearing a coat in this movie. Sleeves off. Yes. <laughs> um, you're better at explaining things. Explain the plot. Okay, so the Tomorrow War. Um, 
Chris Pratt plays an ex-military um, scientist who has been drafted into a war with the future, essentially. Uh, individuals from the future come back 30 years in time to draft people to fight in this future war against this alien menace. Um, they've mastered time travel, kind of. They take people from the past, they take them to the future to fight, and after seven days, they return them back to their home time if they survive. Um, yeah, it was exciting. It was, I liked it. It was. I th- I found it to be a lot of fun. I was like really engrossed in like the events that were happening. I was like, I, I feel like I'm at the movies. It does. I I would have gone to see it in the movies. It's mm-hmm. too bad that it couldn't have been. Mm. Um. It was longer than I thought it was going to be. It's it, it's, it's spanned long. it spanned a lot more in time and place and setting than I thought it would. It, yeah, that's true. It I appreciate that it was trying to be a little bit different than the typical action alien movies that we've seen over the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Richardson was the best part. He was fantastic. He was, he's the best. He's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I wish he was in it more. I, I expected him to be in it more. That's my complaint. I think I wanted more of an ensemble film. I agree. Like, focus very heavily on Chris Pratt and uh, Ivan Trachowski. And, like, they were great together. I mean, yeah, that fine. story was, you know, yeah. totally valid. But I think I wanted more, like, you know, Sam Richardson and more um, Marilyn Rice Cub. Yeah. You know, I... I Especially because the most harrowing part of it is that these aren't soldiers fighting it. It's just accountants and lawyers yeah. and, like, regular people. And Chris Pratt has military training, so it's less scary for him to go into this. Like, the first... Uh, third of the movie when he's in going into the future with all the other Mm -hmm. kind of civilian soldiers like that was very tense because you're just like oh i want these guys to make it yeah i feel for them i'd be the same way like that was the best part of it i felt for me because it was more ensemble yes we're meeting all these different characters in different places yeah and you like all of them yeah um and they're going to these like it was the first part was great i felt like it went a little long I enjoyed it. It was bonkers. Yes, like the alien design and the action that happened the therein. Aliens. It was like very They're crazy, super creepy and gross. Yeah. Um, it, they, you know what? It reminded me a lot. Sometimes this movie reminded me a lot of uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yes, with Tom I was trying to think of what it was. Yes, like it felt like a lot of similarities. There's like you know, one the time travel aspect mm-hmm. of things, but also like, the alien threat of like this overwhelming, almost unbeatable like menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like felt the stakes felt similar. With, like, a sprinkling of a quiet place of just, like, they're everywhere. Mm. You're going to get overrun so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just regular people trying to survive. Yeah. Like, what what's cool about this movie, though, is that it's an original idea. Like, this yeah. isn't based on a book. It's not based on, like, you know, a comic or anything like that. It's just, like, this is just a movie. Yeah. Like, a big budget movie. And it's just like, a big summer action food film. Which is exactly what I wanted. But yeah, and that's that. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted this to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know what? In the original like description of this movie, like that, that I saw on Instagram, like months ahead of time before it mm. came out, 
I thought they were pulling like warriors from across time to fight this menace <laughs> in the future. Like I thought, oh, like no. we're going to get like you know like World War Two soldier, like you oh, know, God, and like terrible. you know a warrior from like you know the the Shing Dynasty or something I was like say, that. Like a samurai. Or just like, uh-oh. <laughs> like I thought, like oh, I guess that's what this movie is, and they're giving them like modern weapons. They just have like you know all this battle experience. Right, right, right. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool, but that wasn't at all what this movie is, and I was very satisfied with yes. what I got. Um. Uh, also, the snowmobiles were super cool looking. <laughs> did you notice those snowmobiles? I did not. I was like, oh, there's snowmobiles. They're like, no, they're not, though. Like, they had like trailers on the back of them? They're all black, of? and they're just like cool snowmobiles. <laughs> I was just like, you guys can't even have a normal snowmobiles. You have to like jack them up to be like hardcore military <laughs> snowmobiles. Like, okay, Chris Pratt. There is a lot of Chris Pratt. And I like him, and he was great in the movie. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of instances I felt like of like the hero moment. Yeah, like there are multiple ones of that, and I was just like, we get it. He's the hero. He's the main character. We I got, it. got you guys. Of course he is. He's the tall white guy. <laughs> <laughs> great. So I could have done with a little bit less of that. Mm-hmm. I would say like one one thing I had against him was like the movie ends twice, kind of. Yes. Like the one, it, like the, the first time it ends, it feels like you can end this and like you can end it with like a montage right after this. Mm-hmm. But then you went like another 35 minutes like, oh, okay. That's yeah, here fine. we go. All right. Well, I'm not against this. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought we were done for a second. Like, okay. Um, yeah, it, it's it's enjoyable. There are parts of it that I wish were a little different. Mm. But overall, I really liked what I got. What parts? Just like I said, like the idea that I just wanted this to be more people playing Same. off of each other Same. as opposed to just like Chris Pratt saving the day all the time. I wanted that group to constantly be together pretty much going in and out of these things. Maybe you see them get better. I wanted aliens, I think. Like, yes, we're focusing on Ellen Ripley like the entire time, mm. but we spent a lot of time yes. with the other Marines. So when they die, it's a bummer. Yes. Yeah. Like, they, they form their own little relationships yeah. and like, you know, their own dynamics and it just feels like hey the guy that was like really shitty like you know really was a hero at the end and i I think i wanted more of that from this movie but again i'm fine with what i got nice yeah me too but uh yeah i think that's all i really have uh you know uh i think this is uh, all this reading i'm doing Uh, I think we're off to a good start for the summer as far yes. as like movies that are available on streaming, movies that are coming to theaters. Um, I think there are going to be some good shows coming out. There's a lot like coming out. I While I was in the theater for Fast 9, mm-hmm. all the previews were like, holy shit, all the stuff is coming out. And like soon too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. All in like the next two months. Mm-hmm. And then down the line, the next Bond film. Yeah, geez. God, this is going to be a big goddamn marvel year yeah like when you think about all the stuff they put out like three original television shows four including what if plus black widow mm-hmm. shang chi there's a new spider-man movie coming out like it's gonna be a lot churning it out yeah um so yeah if you're a fan of marvel stuff it's there for you um yeah i mean gosh even in the pandemic i, I don't think the machine of big movies has slowed down that much quite no, honestly they had to put a couple things on the shelf they had to pause black widow right yeah that, that they it was I, supposed to come out last year i wonder if that because everything is so deliberate if that 
messes up anything. I don't know. I don't know. Presumably I, not. The only but... thing I heard it messed up was just the one scene from Falcon and Winter Soldier where we get uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus coming say, in. I was going to say, yeah. Okay. But, you know, these things are so chock full of, like, surprises. They can reshoot things, I'm yeah. sure. And that was still fine. I and, mean. Like, it worked still. Zack Snyder shot half of Justice League in his backyard. <laughs> so... <laughs> Anything can happen, you know? True. <laughs> all you need is a MacBook Pro. Like, you got it. All right, you guys got to get out of here. Tay's going to be over for like three hours, okay? Just, you guys got guys to run. Ben, get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for uh, for coming in and joining us. Uh, check out the Instagram at mm-hmm. ONR Podcast. Uh, we had fun. Hope you guys had fun too. Thank you. Bye.